Hey friend, I'm Mike McCurry and you're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast and I'm so very thankful that you are. It means a lot to me that you're sitting by your radio right now, tuning it to the proper channel. Maybe you're listening on some earbuds. Maybe you're even watching the video version on YouTube. Regardless, thank you so very much. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles. Go to the book of Exodus in chapter number 14. We're going to return to a thought and a concept that we introduced yesterday. The Israelites are in a bad way. They're between the proverbial rock and a hard place. We're going to see if they can pry themselves out of it. Spoiler alert, they can't do it themselves. We're going to look at their reaction to the emergency that they're in. And that reminds me of another group of people and their reaction to something that they did not agree with. Not quite an emergency, but we'll get to that in just a moment. I've got with me on my desk a gospel tract. This one right here is called Coupon Faith. This gospel tract would be an excellent resource for you to use. Maybe you do the grocery shopping for your home. Maybe your family, you go to Aldi's, Walmart, Sam's Club, you buy things in bulk. I don't know where you go. Maybe these days you buy everything off Amazon and they deliver it. But if you go out and about, this gospel track would be an awesome one for you to use. Back in the day, people used to use something called coupons. Well, this gospel tract takes that concept of coupons and explains how coupon faith can get you to heaven. Coupon Faith, well, I'm not going to spoil it all for you. You can go to BibleTracksInc.org and you can get this gospel track today. That's BibleTracksInc.org. Remember, our gospel tracks are free as the Lord provides and God has provided for us to continue printing for 85 years. Back since the days of Dr. Paul Levine, we've been incredibly blessed with the fact that God would allow us to continue our mission of the Word of God to all the world. Now, grab your Bibles, the book of Exodus chapter 14. While you're turning there, let me tell you a little story, but let's begin with a question. If I was to name a city and a country, maybe you could identify a national monument or some edifice, some memorial, some very large construction project that would come to mind. For instance, if I said San Francisco, San Francisco, California, I've been there many times, went to college, got my bachelor's degree not too far from there. But what first comes to mind when you think of San Francisco? I'm not trying to make this a political conversation, so don't go there. But San Francisco, what construction project comes to mind? What amazing wonder of the world would you think of? Well, there's a Golden Gate Bridge, isn't there? Beautiful, just stretching across the hundreds of feet of water. It's incredible, the feat of engineering. If I were to say London England, there'd be a couple different choices you could pick from, but maybe you'd think of Big Ben. I've never been to London, England. One of these days, I'd love to go. Maybe I'll take my wife with me. Actually, I for sure will take my wife with me. I don't think she'd forgive me if I went to London without her. How about Rome in Italy? When I say Rome, what comes to mind? Maybe the Colosseum. Of course. I've never been to Rome either. I'm going to have to rectify this. Maybe we'll need to go on a Europe tour one of these days. 
But how about this? Here's a place I have been to. I've been to the very tippity-top. What about Paris, France? What comes to mind when I say Paris, France? Of course, it's the Eiffel Tower. Did you know 1889, around the time when the Eiffel Tower was being completed, there was an uproar. An uproar about what exactly? Well, there were many, many highfalutin, very powerful, people with great influence, people that were opposed to the Eiffel Tower being built. It was being put together for a exposition universal, as they called it. And there was going to be a symbol of France's pride, their strength, their prowess. Well, there was some people called themselves the Committee of 300 that were adamantly opposed to the construction of it. They thought it would be an eyesore. They did not like the aesthetics of it. They thought it was a complete and utter farce and a failure. They went so far as to write a manifesto that was published far and wide telling everyone how horribly this was being done and how it was an absolute travesty that our great city is being wrecked and our skyline is being reduced to rubbish in this way. Can you believe it? Now today, you can't say Paris, France without thinking of the Eiffel Tower. There were some people that had an adverse and you could say ridiculous reaction to something that was not at all an emergency. They thought they were doing what was best. Come to find out that the Committee of 300, um, they were adamantly opposed to one of the greatest cultural icons as far as construction works go of the last century plus. Well... Let's look at another group of people in the Bible. Go to the book of Exodus, chapter 14. Join me there, if you would. The book of Exodus, chapter 14. The Bible says this, And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and, behold, the Egyptians marched after them. They're in a bad way. They're in a bad spot. They got the Red Sea on one side and the Egyptians after. What's their reaction? And they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Now we're going to look at Moses' response to all of this, but we looked at yesterday the resolution of the enemy. Pharaoh and his men, they were coming for, if not blood, they were coming for their slaves. They wanted to bring them back home to continue on their massive building projects. But here we see their reaction to the emergency, and furthermore, notice their recollection of the economy. Do you remember over in the book of Numbers, chapter 11, we won't look there for sake of time, but verse 5, they said something to this effect, We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. They remembered what it was like back in Egypt. 
They remembered how quote unquote good they had it. They didn't have it very good, but when they were confronted with their impending death, they did think they had it pretty good. It's amazing how things are relative in the Christian's life sometimes. We forget the God that we serve. We forget the fact that he's on our side. Think of those Parisians. Think of those folks that were so sure of themselves, so full of themselves, that they thought they could do battle against this great cultural icon to be in the Eiffel Tower. Ridiculous. But now think of these Israelites. Forgetting the fact that God, Jehovah God, the God who not only pronounced but accomplished ten plagues against the Egyptians, they're now questioning, they were sore afraid, questioning the power and the might of God Almighty. Do you remember those plagues? We won't list all of them for sake of time, but do you remember those plagues? Of course, there's the river turned to blood. There's the frogs, the lice, the hail. And then it ends with none other than the firstborn of every Egyptian family dying. I can't imagine the grief. I can't imagine the the anger and the frustration and the helplessness as Egyptian mothers and fathers woke up. And because of their Pharaoh's hard heart, they were reduced to this great level of grief. I'm a firstborn. I can't imagine my parents' reaction, should I, as a child, have woken up dead, if you will, not woken up at all, and to know that it's because the Egyptians did not follow what Moses said, that if the blood of the Passover lamb is put on the doorposts, and on the sides there, the death angel will pass over. The Egyptians, ah, we don't believe in this Israelite God. But the Israelites accomplished what they were told and what happened. The death angel passed over them. They've forgotten all this, haven't they, though? They see the dust of thousands of chariots. There's the 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt. I don't know how many they were. Only God knows. But they were coming and they were coming loaded for bear. They were going to enslave them and or kill them and the israelites forget how they got to where they are friend may i counsel you today as we continue on can we bring this right down where the rubber meets the road what is it about god's goodness that you've forgotten today has your gratitude been lacking Have you been thinking as you're going through the specific circumstance that you're going through? I believe God had for me to to address this thought and to bring this concept and open my Bible to this particular passage today and this week for a reason. So I'm talking to those of you going through a difficult circumstance today and you have wondered, is God with me? Can God help me? And you've even tried to put your hands on the wheel and And you've tried to wrest control from the Holy Spirit of God. And you've tried to fix things yourself. And in the process, only made them worse. Does that sound familiar? Maybe you're not living there right now, but you've been there before, just like I have. I'm not blameless in this. I'm talking to myself as I point a finger. I've got three pointed right back at me. So I ask you today, 
Are you going to continue to live there? Or are you going to live trusting God? We're going to continue. We're going to give the biblical basis for why we can trust God. I'm excited about this. I can't tell you how much I love this thought. I'm going to ask you, please join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. And if you're interested in this gospel track, Coupon Faith, go to BibleTracksInc.org today. That's BibleTracksInc.org. You can order this very gospel track for free. I would love to send you some. Our staff here will box them up and send them out ASAP. Thank you so much for listening. My prayer, as always, is that you... Have a great day for his glory, and I will plan on talking to you soon. I hope you'll join me the rest of this week. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.